to Born to Sell Denver with Brian Smith and Sean Modry. Our special guest today is Rhonda Hagelin. Good morning. All right, Rhonda. Uh, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Great. Thanks for the opportunity, Brian. Um, I've been in real estate since March of 2004, so 19 years. Um, came in, you know, when we had that really fun recession. Remember, remember those days? Yeah. So I definitely learned from a skills-based perspective, if you're going to succeed in this, you've got to know what you're doing. So I was grateful for that, actually. Um, but I was with a big box company for eight years and realized just how expensive it was to work for this company because you never did get a 100% commission. You're always on a split of some kind and a 6% royalty that lasted forever. And so then I switched over to a no-name I think our training was a Brian Buffini video, and um, so I, I was being, you know, um, recruited by several different folks and um, came to hear about Keller Williams because a lot of the agents from my original company were joining Keller Williams. Mm. It took about five years because change is hard for me, <laughs> and uh, finally, after about five years of talking to people and had the courage to leave my little no-name place um, and realized... I was such a little mom and pop shop. I was so mediocre. I was just like, wow, I love what I'm doing. Why aren't I doing better than this? Mm-hmm. Um, so I came to Keller Williams in 2018. And um, it's really been an amazing journey since. And learning how to run it like a professional business, as well as the concept of leveraging, which I didn't even know about. I just thought I had to do everything. And so my eyes were opened um, to what was possible and to think bigger. And that, that changed everything. Awesome. That's a great story. So last year, you had a very unique year. And uh, as we've talked about on this podcast before, last year, uh, 2022, uh, was great for six months and then was not great for six months. Mm-hmm. But you actually increased your business during that time. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Yes. I um, I remember going into 2022 thinking, God, if it's anywhere near as good as 2021 was, I'd be ecstatic. And, um, you know, headlong, um, you know, hair on fire, Mach 10, and then the brakes hit and just everything came to a skidding halt and just thinking, oh my gosh, what is this? The one thing I will say about Keller Williams, you know, I do try to take advantage of the, the training and you guys were on top of it. You guys were telling us right off the bat, okay, guys, get ready. It's coming. You know, don't wait until we're deep in this thing, start changing things and, you know, cutting expenses. I did all those things that I'd learned about. And um, from 2021, which was the best year I'd ever had in real estate, I increased my business by 56% in 2022. Wow. Huh. That's impressive. Is that in units or in? GCI is kind of how I look at it. So, so you know, not, you know, I'm always the pessimistic one. No. You know. No. <laughs> <laughs> not you. <laughs> um, obviously, right, it was pretty easy to increase G- GCI. Um because prices were screaming up. Mm-hmm. Um, although, you know, no disrespect to you. You mm-hmm. know, I, I want to be polite about that. Um, but, uh, you know, with sales prices rising as fast as they were, a lot of GCI went up. But did you maintain, how did your units look year over yeah, year? Yeah, so I didn't run the percentage, but I yeah. went from, so 27 units in 2021 to 34 units in 2022. See, that's that's the number that matters. Because a lot of people made more money but sold less. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Because prices were going up. Yeah, yeah, and, and the name of the game now, twenty twenty three, is sell homes. Yeah, sell you know, sell units. Sell units. Right. Yeah, focus on that. Right. Because it'll work itself out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, what did you do? What did you do differently over the last two years? You actually, um, 
Yeah, I'm looking at your number. You went from 24 to 27 to 34. It's so uh, not actually going back to 2019, you went from 19 to 24 to 27 to 34. So That's you've awesome. had a pretty decent increase. So what did you do? When I first joined Keller Williams, I learned about the concept of coaching. I hadn't even thought about that. And so I got a coach when I joined in 2018, had him for a year. It wasn't a great fit. So I we kind of parted ways. And then I... I actually interviewed um, with Roxanne and Allie, and I'll tell you, they're both very, very strong women, and I was so intimidated. I was just like, oh, my God, what am I doing? And I decided to work with Allie, so I hired Allie as my coach, and she changed everything on my professional life, my personal life. Um, During this time, I lost my mom in 2018, and so we were caring for her until the end, and Allie helped me navigate that, and then I lost my dad in 2020, so it's been very emotional through all of this, but yet she helped keep me focused on what really mattered. And I'll never forget when I first came into Keller Williams and I saw God, family, and business. And I just thought, this is the company for me. Hmm. And the coaching perspective, the thinking bigger perspective, I've done bold every year. And I realized that the things that I'm terrified of doing are the exact things that I need to be doing. Um, but I've given myself some grace in that. And so if I don't make my 20 calls in a day, which I don't often, yeah. and I want to share this with other agents, um, we learned in bold in November, the 1% better rule. Mm-hmm. I made four calls yesterday. What am I going to do today? I'm going to make five calls today. Mm-hmm. And give yourself some grace in that because I find myself, it's so easy to kick yourself when you don't perform these standards. Yeah. And yet we have to do all things. And so if I'm already feeling down about my lead gen, then I'm not keeping my mind in the right place to go forward. One thing I want to touch on on that, on her story right there, which I think is super interesting. And for, for agents that have never, like if you've been with Keller Williams from the beginning, you would know what it's like out there. You've been to a couple companies. Mm-hmm. I've been to more than I want to count. And um, it's really rare because you talked about, you know, um, Allie Van Westenberg and uh, Roxanne Webster, right? And... They're both agents in the office that are running teams. So in most offices, like when I was at another company that was um, very successful at the time in their early 90s, I, at, in my late 20s, I was the number two agent in the entire company. And I remember going to my managing broker and saying, where, where do I go from here? Like, I don't know where to go from here. And nobody would help me inside the company because they they all saw you as a competitor right like they they take you to lunch and they'd kind of help you but they were really kind of trying to just pick your brain to get information from you and it was a highly competitive environment and so like speaking to the culture and I don't want to make this like a Keller Williams rah rah cuz you know I'm not <laughs> I'm not a rah rah person to begin with really but um that is super rare that an agent within your own organization or multiple top producing agents in your own organization are willing to to coach you in their own market. That is so true, Sean. And, you know, the other companies that I came from, I can remember thinking there's nobody here that I can talk to. Yeah. The minute that I hit Keller Williams, there's not a door that's closed yeah. to anyone. And that's something that we talk about from a culture perspective here. I'm also on the ALC and running the culture committee. It's really important to us that you know as an agent, you come in here, we will share everything we have. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the trainings that we do, we give them our worksheets, we give them our presentations, whatever it is. 
you won't find that in other companies. It's well, really, re- really rare. But it makes a lot of sense, though, because you think about it, at the very best, a real estate office in Denver might get 5 to 10% of market share. So that leaves 95, 90 to 95% of it out there that some other office is getting. Mm-hmm. And so you're really not in competition with anybody else here. You're really just in competition with yourself. Like I think one of the things that I like about you and, and the agents here in this office is you're competitive. Like you want to you want to finish first. You want to win. You take pride in getting that award, mm-hmm. but at the same time you're helpful, you know. And and I think that makes a huge difference for a real estate office. But let's get back to uh, your production. So where's your business come from? Um, so basically, it's all from past clients, my sphere. And this year was really fun. So now I've I've been in it long enough now. I got referrals from my title company, Mm -hmm. from my lenders, from my stager, and from other agents. So when I looked at my numbers... There are a thousand agents right now who are frustrated. (laughs) And they're calling their title rep. (laughs) They are. Did you hear that? She gets referrals. (laughs) Yeah. So 13 of my 34 referrals came from those sources. Oh, my gosh. Everything else is out of my sphere. And the other fun thing this year, I come two first buying and selling. So yeah. I had another, what was that? Uh, another 11 um, that bought, I'm sorry, another six groups that bought and sold, sorry, six groups that bought and sold, but then another 11 that came as referrals directly from my sphere. Yeah. So it's, I, I've been blessed and, and it's probably a curse as well, but uh, you know, they tell you to lead gen, lead gen. I, I don't even like those words, but what I had to do in my either. brain <laughs> so that I could do that um, and I think COVID actually helped me with this because of the care calls. Hmm. So I found myself reaching out to my people, not to talk real estate. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. And those conversations, obviously, always, and you, always, you guys were saying this, it always leads into real estate, right? That's right. And I turned my brain to say, not lead gen, but who can I find that needs my help today? Mm-hmm. And in, that, in my servant's heart, that's what worked for me. Somebody needs my help, go find them. Because Allie, as you know, she's a hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She hunts, and I'm just like, I am not that girl. Mm-hmm. So she's helped me figure out in my own way um, the relationships that I'm building, the service level that I give is what's really bringing this to fruition. So so you've been, you're fortunately, like you're one of the, I think you might be the only agent we've interviewed so far that has been in the business pre-recession. Is that correct? I think so. I think so. Yeah. So this is a really good conversation because a lot of the conversations that we've been having with people is about their last year's production, right? Mm -hmm. And obviously, there's a lot of questions on what the market's going to do. And, you know, we have another podcast coming up about, you know, the market update and and that conversation is going to happen. But what are you doing since you've been through the Great Recession, Right. Mm-hmm. What they said was the greatest recession we're ever going to see in our lifetimes. Right. And, and it was a housing recession specifically, which is relatively rare because there's only been three housing caused recessions in the history of America. Like people don't realize hey, you don't realize that Yeah, oh. it's really rare. There's only three of them that were caused ever. Um, and some of them were in the in the late 1800s. So, wow. yeah, it's it's kind of a rare occurrence. So what are you doing now, though, to prepare for you know, the uncertainty ahead. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I know we talk red light, green light here in Keller Williams, and that is definitely something I follow. So I've cut back as much as I can, just knowing that I've got to be a lean me machine. And as a solo person, it's pretty easy to do that. You know, I don't have a lot of additional expenses outside of the business. But um, 
The other piece that I'm looking at is I received my or earned my uh, senior real estate specialist designation because I love those are my people. Mm. Um, the mature adults are my people and my database is full of them. And so I'm connecting with, so my mom was in, in a couple of assisted living facilities. And so I've got connections there that I'm trying to work to see, hey, can we start a relationship? So the SRES, I think is a big one for me. Um, my database is small but mighty. I've got about 550 in there. And Most people wouldn't consider that small. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. That's oh. nice. That's okay. a healthy database. That's a good okay. One. Well, and what I've done, I've purged, and I, I, I think I was told not to do this, but I've done it twice, is um, that... I, if I didn't want to talk to them when I was doing my lead gen, they're out. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would kick them to the I curb. love that. But I you, do that too. You know what? Once again, though, our theory about you make $1,000 per every person in your database because yeah. her GCI was 565 Look and she that. has 550, you said? Yeah, about now, 550. Now, let's clarify something for people who are listening that might be sitting there going, well, I got 8,000 in my database. When she's talking about her database, she's talking about people she has bought or sold, helped them buy or sell a home, or people that are in her relationship network. So these are people when you think about know, like, and trust you, when they get a postcard or a call from her, they know who she is. These aren't or random she, people. Yeah, that, she calls. They're, they're not like, Rhonda who? Yeah. <laughs> right. Because yeah. right. that's a really important differentiation. I always hear people say, oh, my database is you know 10,000. No, it's not. Like, how many of these people know you, like you, and trust you? Not not as a whole, because, you know, no like, and trust is like probably 50, right? Because the, the law of Dunbar, it's, you know, we can only manage 75 relationships at a time. The question is, are they in your 75 or are you in their 75? So you cannot be in their 75, or I mean, you can... They cannot be in your 75 relationships, but you have to be in their 75 relationships. They have to be thinking of you as somebody they can know, like, and trust. So just think about that. And that's one of the hardest things is managing those relationships as you scale. So I would love to hear how do you, other than calling, you say you're calling and Mm -hmm. touching base, what other things are you doing to manage 500 relationships? Yeah, so the DTD2, I I took that class that they put on as well with that. So I definitely call them all every quarter. Um, But we started, this was in 2021, trying to find ways to reach our people with the quarterly giveaways yeah. That has been so much fun, mm-hmm. and people are loving that. And we do it with a group of us in the office. Anyone can join and just come in. We bring our lists. We do our drawing. It's very inexpensive to do because there's multiples of us. You know, We've given Peloton bikes and solo stoves and Traegers and really nice gifts that you wouldn't necessarily buy yourself, but it's very affordable as a group of us. Um, I do AM cards, which I absolutely love, um, home anniversaries, birthdays, mm-hmm. babies, um, so phone calls and the cards and brownies and cookies, of course, go yeah. out. And um, let's see, um, pies every year. That's a huge event that's growing every year for me. And I wanted to get into the kind of the more client events. I just haven't. I think I did run out new terrain one time for a small group of us. About 20 showed up. But yeah. I'd love to do more of that. Awesome. I think that's really fun. I'll give you a little tip on that and make it easy. Okay. Okay. Because I mentioned before on another uh, interview that um, I don't like client appreciation events because I think it's misleading to the customer, right? Okay. Because a lot of times, I mean, think about it. If your insurance agent called you and said, hey, um, I want you to come to my office on a Saturday and I have a bounce house and I have a grill and I'm making some hot dogs and stuff and it's a client appreciation event, who is that really about? Is that really about me? No. No, that's about him yeah. or them or, you know, so 
if we're really appreciating our client, we're doing the things that you're doing. You're sending them a card, you're calling them, you're reaching out. That's the appreciation. The event's not the appreciation. So there are a group of people, though, that want to see you for whatever reason, to maintain the relationship, to ask you a personal question, to, you know, just just to say thank you, whatever it is. So we have to give opportunities three, four, five times a year for them to come do that. So so what I love is like little man ice cream, right? You call them up and you say, hey, I'm going to be there on a Tuesday from four to seven. Okay. You go to the, you go to Walmart, you get those little tickets, the, the little movie tickets. Mm-hmm. They're cheap. You can get them at the dollar store, too. You can order them on Amazon. They're super cheap. And you just say to Little Man Ice Cream, anybody who gives you one of these, just keep a tab on whatever they order. And at the end, I'm going to pay for it. Okay? That's a great idea. Yeah. And then you just call your database, reach out to them, invite them there and say, hey, I'm going to be there from 4 to 7. Come by any time. Come by any time between 4 and 7. You don't have to hang out. You know, I'm going to be there either way. And, um, and then of course, you know, bring your inspector, your property manager, if you have an attorney B2B relationships, your insurance agent, and they'll cost share with you, right? So literally you can do this. You can help, you can get by 60 ice cream cones and it'll cost you less than 400 bucks. It takes two weeks to plan, super easy, super low key. And the customer, your, your clients will love you. And so will the business. Oh, the business too. Yeah. 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 And so that's, that's, I think, one of the unutilized opportunities, especially if you're in a neighborhood where that business, if you live in that neighborhood and you're helping another business get yeah. better, mm-hmm. I think that makes a, a huge impact. And you don't run into the, I rented out a movie theater, I rented out this bar, and it cost me three grand, and I had all this food sitting here that got wasted. You're only buying what you're using. And so we'll do happy hours, like in Stapleton, we'll do happy hours in Stapleton, We'll do the little man ice cream is a no brainer. Like that. we had like 75 people in oh, a line. Nice. We had our own like private line and we had like 75 people lined up and they're our own private line. Um, pottery classes are fun. Um, you could do wine tasting, chocolate tastings, um, you know, just make it fun experience, but only pay for the people that show up. Right. That makes the, great sense. The thing I don't like about movie theaters is they're watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've talked about that with a couple agents because I've asked, you know, how how was that as a, an experience for you and for yeah. your clients? And they're like, yeah, they didn't get to talk to them except yeah. to, right at the beginning and it, maybe at the end. But yeah, so. Oh, Sims Landing, the patio. And do it during the week. Don't do the weekends. People are busy. They don't want to hang out with you on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> like they want to pop in. Maybe that's just you, Sean. I'm just saying. It's so true. Yeah. I don't want to hang out with you on the weekends. But I want to pop in, grab a drink, eat a couple bacon wrapped, you know, somethings, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and give you a hug and say goodbye and go home for the day. Yeah. No, that's another great idea. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So, Rhonda, it sounds like you just go really deep, deeper and deeper in your relationships and you get to know people like the care calls that you had during COVID. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell me about those. Like, what was that like? Because I don't think you'd have to wait for something like COVID to happen to have that call, mm-hmm. especially now. I mean, I think there's a separation right now of people who are doing really well in this economy and people who aren't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So tell me about your care calls. Yeah, I think that's a great, a great point. I think COVID helped me look at the calls in a different way. I had never even thought of the term of care. I think what we're doing all the time is caring, but we hadn't, it's usually prefaced with something with real estate. So I love, I love the care calls. It's, it's really, how are the kids? Mm-hmm. You know, how did that graduation party go? Or how did, I've got several that are sick, you know, my clients that are sick. We've got going through divorces. Mm-hmm. Um, when you are in a relationship with your clients, you know who they are and you can ask the kinds of questions that matter. 
It's not the superficial fluff. It truly is going deep and saying, okay, how is Sally? She's just going through cancer. You know, how are you doing? And I think that just takes you to such a deeper level. You know, my, when I first started in real estate, I, I give wall calendars every year and it says realtor, you're realtor for life. And I mean that. Everything I do is I, I, you've, I want you thinking of me. I will do everything I can for you. And I don't want you going anywhere else. And I, I expect that you won't. And yeah. so I work very hard to make you see me as that resource, not just for real estate, but as I become personal friends with many of my people. Yeah. I think Sean said something quite a few podcasts ago about how in this market, the type of person that has a real estate need may be different or probably will be different than the person maybe five years ago. There was a lot of people who were having kids, they were getting married, they were having positive things happen. And now it's maybe a little different story. There's people who are having challenges with their jobs and income and divorces and things like that. And a lot of times those people are not the kind of people that will reach out to you. So the timing aspect of it matters. When you reach out to that person, are they in a position where they're ready to talk about that? And that's yeah. a great point. And, and I think sometimes they're just so grateful that you've called to talk to them about them, nothing about real estate. And I think sometimes, you know, they're, they almost like waiting because they, they know it's like every quarter, <laughs> it's like, you know, Ron is going to be swinging back around again. And yeah. um, like they're expecting the call and so glad you called and here's what's going on, you know. So, you know, it's been, I've just been just so blessed, truly, truly blessed. Yeah. And so, so 500 people in your database, 550, mm-hmm. do you call them all? That's what my, that was exactly yeah. what my question yeah. was going to be. Yeah. No, how do you great. manage it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's DTD2. Um, part of that leveraging piece um, that I did this year was to, well, I'm sorry, two years ago, uh, I, I jumped in and I tried to hire an admin person. I shouldn't say the word try. I did hire an admin person, did the 306090, did the KPA, thought I had the right person. I felt like it was the biggest mistake in my career. And so I let her go at the 85-day mark, and um, Allie helped me with that as well. And then I've, since then, I've decided that I'm just going to work with VAs. So I've got a VA. I do not like social media. I'm not that girl. So she does all of that for me, mm. which is so, that is, again, another reason why I think the numbers keep going, because I'm out there now yeah. when I wasn't before. Yeah. And it's all testament to her and her creativity. And, you know, so looking at, that that piece with regard to the social media getting out there i'm really excited to get into the video that you guys are offering us so thank you for that because that's another you know she my my va tries to say Rhonda, just even just take a picture of your clients at closing it's like it seems like such a simple thing right uh, but not everybody wants to be out there and i want to be real respectful of my well, clients on that the specific question i have because you know and you know i've been coaching people for agents for about 12 years now. And you get in these conversations with them and you say, oh, you know, did you make your calls this week? You know, whatever, whatever the number is. The answer and, is always yes. Yeah, the answer is yes. And then what I started doing is is tracking who did you call? Mm-hmm. And because what I found is like some people were making their calls and they're doing their, you know, their coffees or their pop buys or whatever. But if you track it, they're meeting with the same people, mm-hmm. right? And at some point, two things happen. One is you know, you're, you're not really working, you're socializing. And two is you're annoying the same people, right? (laughs) Like they're like, if you ask me about real estate one more time, I'm never going to talk to you again. Right. Like, I mean, that's the, that's the quintessential joke about real estate agents is they always talking about real estate. Right. So how do you, the, the specific question I have is how do you manage a database of that size, which that is a very healthy database. You should be extremely proud oh, of you. that database. I was thinking it was small. 
Honestly, <laughs> I hear these other numbers. I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, not only is it, it doesn't, don't worry about the size. It's healthy in the sense of you're converting what you should be. That, to Brian's point, you're generating the revenue that you should be out of a database that size. So that tells us that you're actually doing the work. But how do you make sure everyone's touched? Because what I remember in my, when I was selling a lot of homes, the clients that were the easiest were the easiest to forget. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then the ones that were the nightmares, you remembered. And so you end up kind of developing a relationship with the ones that aren't the ideal. And then the client that's like super easy, nice going, you know, it was a four-day transaction. You made 20000 You don't remember their name. <laughs> How do you manage that? How do you make yeah. sure you hit the Zs? That's great, and that's that DTD two, and that's I, I well, think explain I, that because I, okay. I'm not I'm not sure what that is. Okay, I'm so sorry. Yes, yeah. so um, I think I went off the rails with my VA. That's I was heading there when I kind of got derailed. Um, so DTD two is do the database two, and I'm not sure if Keller came up with it, but um, basically it's breaking down your database. Everyone gets tagged, and then what happens? My VA every Sunday night sends me a list of who I'm calling this week. And I have to reach out to every one of them. Some weeks it's 40 people. Another week it might be 140. Pardon me, depending on where the, you know, if you're Y's and A's or whatever your last name is. And so it forces me to make those connections. I'm like, okay, I, I'm, I remember this, but I don't remember this. Mm-hmm. Who are you again? Mm-hmm. So it does force you to look at everyone in your database. It's a great program. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You, you know what's brilliant about that is... A lot of people hire coaches for accountability, but the truth is, is we're adults. None of us need accountability. We need to be reminded, Mm -hmm. right? We Mm -hmm. need to be reminded of our commitments. And so you're actually accountable to your VA. Mm -hmm. Yes. She, she puts it out there and she also then also sends me the birthday list, the home anniversary list. So I can also call them knowing, Hey, how'd you like those brownies? You know, just silly things like that. that Better give her a bonus. Oh, we do. (laughs) Another one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's terrific. She really is. So your your VA that you have, she's doing all your social media. You know, it's it's actually interesting because I've been looking a lot at social media, and, and I was off social media for a long time. And I was very much like the person who was like, I'm just not going to do this, okay? And so um, you know what the people on social media basically are doing? They're taking pictures of themselves doing their job. That's really what it is. You know, you take a picture of your clients after they close. You take a picture of yourself uh, in a house that you're staging, or you take a picture of, of yourself, you know, looking like you're working in a fancy house. There's nothing really special about it. You know, we all can do that. And we all have one of the most powerful cameras in our hand, if you have an iPhone, by the way, not if you have a, one of the other ones. <laughs> but, you know, any, anybody you can look do at that. The moon. Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing is, is that, that we make this too complicated. Yeah. You know, and I, I think the reason why a lot of people don't do it is because they don't have somebody to help us just get through it. So your VA does that for you, you're telling me. Absolutely, yeah. So every Monday morning we meet with the social calendar where you see everything we're going to mm-hmm. post for the week. And um, we, we try to put things that are a little witty, something that's funny and, you know, make you laugh, um, something real estate related. The, the challenge that I have is I am a fairly private person, and so it's hard for me to put like my family and my all of that in there. So we've kind of come to a come to Jesus on this one to say, okay, Rhonda's gonna do a few more things along the personal line. The other piece of that is, is I'm my database is is these are this is my tribe. And so I'm not necessarily looking 
for other leads off the internet, which may sound counterintuitive. Um, I'm in 72 Soul. This is the first time I've ever paid for leads in my life. And I bring two people to everything I do. It's just a freaky world out there, you know? And so you think about, okay, am I comfortable getting some of these leads for people I don't know? I'm so used to every lead that I get. They're people I know. They're people that know me to some degree. And so I'm not fearful in any way. And I I bring that up just to say that is the internet is a different world and I'm learning how to navigate that. I have a great story about that, actually, something that, that happened to my wife here recently. So she got a call from somebody from Ireland, and they said, we want to buy a house in, in the Denver area. And I thought, this doesn't sound right. I'm like, okay, they're going to ask her to send a cashier's check and you know all kinds of scams and stuff. But, but anyway, I said, well, you should probably find out where they found you. And so they were looking at real estate agents in Denver and they found her because our boys play hockey and they were originally from Minnesota and they had a connection. So one of the things that you should do with your social media is show your life because you never know when somebody will connect with you because you have common interests. That's a great point. Yeah, Yeah. great story. Okay, so um, your VA, what else does your VA do for you? And is this through, uh, who's the VA through? Yeah, she's through Cyberbacker. Cyberbacker, okay. That was going to be my, yeah. my next question. Yeah, yeah. And, and they do a great job. And so I also, this is another plug for Miss Jenny Wright. I hired Jenny. She trains the VA for me because all the things that, she's doing all the things that I don't do, I don't even know how to do. So Jenny, um, I pay Jenny um, to have conversations and to train and to... Um, be that assistant for the VA so that the VA is maximizing what she can do for me. So, so you're following a model and a system that was predetermined before you instead of doing what I would probably do is cheap out, try to find somebody online on Fiverr, pay them $4 an hour and get a really crappy result. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I highly recommend Jenny. She's a little more expensive than that, but she's worth every penny. And yeah, so I don't worry... Basically, when we look at what the VA is doing, it's marketing. It's putting all of them. Like, I just have my first $2.3 million listing in my neighborhood, so I'm oh, really wow. excited about that. And looking at doing the, the luxury marketing, and we've not gone down that road before. And so she is figuring all of that out. I'm not wasting any brain damage on it. She is figuring it out for me and with Jenny's help as well. She's $2.3 million home in her in our neighborhood, but my, my neighborhood, the homes still have wheels on them. So you're doing really well. <laughs> this is a very special home. It's, yeah, it's a very special home. Yeah, so she, she basically um, is also looking into things and always, you know, are we optimizing the Google and all the other things that have to happen with that? Um, she does a lot of reverse prospecting. So when we're looking at our listings, she, we've, got, we've built another database with just agents so I don't have to pay for, you know, those flyers. Um, she just sends out MailChimp to all the agents about the listing. Hey, we see that you clicked on this. We see that your clients looked at it. That is brilliant. How'd you come up with that? I've th- never heard of that. I'm sure that's a ripoff and duplicate from someone else. I'm not <laughs> sure who, but yeah, I, I got <laughs> that, that idea from someone else. That is such a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah. So she's doing all that. Um, she handles all the giveaways. She handles, gosh, I'm, there's so many more things I could put on her plate. Um, but uh, I do also then have... I've got a closings and contracts manager, Rick Stubblefield. You know, he's like a TC on steroids. He's fantastic. And so once I get someone under contract, basically I can hand it to him. I stay in the relationship, but he handles the back end. And what that has freed me up to do, because I'm one of those 
kind of an analytical person where I like the administrivia. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like I'm doing something, mm-hmm. right? But I'm not out earning business. So Rick has freed me up. My coach has helped me understand what I should be doing. And my VA has helped free me up so that I am talking to my database. I'm going out and getting the business. Yeah. Now you're you're cyberbacker person. So uh, what I've heard is that you can get one of these people, and there's different prices, but I think the entry point is like thirteen, fourteen hundred bucks a month. Is that correct? If you're going to do a forty, I only do twenty hours a week. Okay, eight hundred bucks a month. Wow, best money and, and ever they, spent. They will do anything you ask them anything. to do. So, like, if you have plane reservations that need to be made, or hotel reservations, or whatever you need, they will do anything for you. Yes, is that correct? Yes. I mean, that seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, I pay the Russians like five grand. I didn't get anything out of it. <laughs> That's a whole other story. That'll be a different podcast. But anyway. Stay tuned, right? <laughs> okay, so um, you have your cyber backer doing all this. You have Rick and, and your TC on steroids. Okay, so tell me about that. I mean, you're very leveraged, but you don't have a personal like assistant that sits next to you, right? So you have different people that are doing things. So what does Rick do then? Right, so, once the con- so I, I handle all the front end all the MLS information, all the marketing and all that. Once it goes under contract, then Rick gets everything into command and does all of that to make sure we get paid at the closing table. He even negotiates inspection objections. He will handle the inspector getting, you know, getting um, appointments made, the appraiser, all of that, so that I'm, I literally could just show up at the closing table and be done. Hmm. I don't. I'm, I stay in it, but he is. And I'll tell you, Rick's probably done. I don't know, three, four thousand transactions. So he's got great negotiating skills as well. And so you know, we talk about how we want to handle something, but then he can literally go and take care of it for me. So he's licensed. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So when I look at your business, you have all these people to do all these things. So really, what you focus on in your business is relationships. Would you say that's accurate? That is. I think you're exactly right, Brian. That's how it's evolved and. Because the other thing that really, in the last two years, um, I have really tried to help the newer agents. So I'm paying them to go do my showings. I'm paying them, in some cases, for open houses if they're really needing that. But for the most part, I just give them opportunities. And I've found that it's almost like a ministry in and of itself to help these people stay in the game. Because I, mm-hmm. I, so many agents... I'm like, hey, you know, you want to go show some houses? Oh, no, I'm out Ubering. I'm like, you yep. know, God, please, you know, how can I help you stay in the game? If you can hold on, which we learned back in the recession, if you can hold on, you've got good skills, you can do this. So I try to help that financially. But because you can only be in one place at one time. So when I had like four and five buyers I was working with, you know, I had agents helping. So that was really helpful, too. But, yeah, as I look at it, I never was leveraged. And now I feel like I'm leveraged as much as I need to be right now for where I am, and then just scale the business a little bit more. So um, you don't have any plans of, and, 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 and I'm kind of, this is kind of a loaded question because, uh, you know, a lot of teaching is, okay, you're a successful agent, now build a team. So it doesn't sound like you have any plans of. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. I think the admin hire that I did, I've, I really felt snake bitten after that one because I made a huge mistake other than going in. We went through all the KP and all that. The biggest mistake that I made, I did not call the agent's current broker at the time because she asked me not to because she didn't want him to know. Mm -hmm. And then I found out at about day 85 when I called him finally, and he shared the exact same issues that I was having. Like, oh, my God, I could have saved myself. And then she, you know, then she drew unemployment from me for two years during COVID. Oh, wow. So that was fun. Um, 
yeah, so I like the um, individual agents. My niece actually just got licensed back in October. Um, so she's, I'm teaching her everything I know. She's learning like crazy, and I, we're not going to be a team. I, I think mm-hmm. I want her to do her own thing. She needs to learn how to do this. Mm-hmm. And I don't see a team in my future. Um, however, one thing I have really enjoyed is teaching in Ignite, like with the ALC we teach, and possibly coaching someday. But I've got to prove proof of concept. Yeah. I've got to prove I can do it first. Yeah. So you have – so. You did five hundred sixty-five thousand, yeah, half, half a million in commission on her own. She's right. got to prove it and, first. And that's my yeah. <laughs> and well, my point that I was going to get to was is is your expenses are really low. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea what your expenses is? Yeah, are, are I look. I was just looking. I, I mean, I need to check the the newest filing, but I think my profits about I want to say close to sixty percent. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. Because and, and and to those of you that are listening and doing the math in your head and you're thinking, oh my gosh, her expenses are high. The if her expenses were less than thirty percent, then she's not spending enough on marketing and advertising. That's the mistake people make is they think, oh well, if I make five hundred and I keep my expenses under sixty thousand with my cap and my marketing and everything, then I'll, I'll make a lot of money. I get to keep it, but you're, you'll suffocate the business. So the, your expenses need to be between, you know, I mean, ideally like 35, 36%. So your expenses are a little bit uh, up there. But if you're growing your business and you're moving into a, a, a questionable market, you need to be investing in it. So that is actually the right answer. 40% is the right answer right now. Well, and a lot of the marketing stuff is to get business in the future. So yeah. it's, you know, I'm looking at your goals. Let's share your 2023 goals that you have. Yeah, so uh, I'm looking at a probably just a 20% growth this year. That's the hope. But uh, 675 in GCI, 45 units, which is going to be equate to it's actually between about 26, 27 million. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly say I never, I never thought that I could be a producer in the t- over over 20 million mark. And I received an invite to to Gary Keller's. Um, Agent Mastermind in May, which I am just blown away by and super excited about because I just never saw myself there. And I, and I say to you guys, if I can do this, anyone can. Just don't take, you know, eight, well, 14 years to get there. <laughs> you know, I, I'd like to ramp up your game a whole lot faster than I did um, for myself. Where do you get your inspiration from? Mm-hmm. I mean, you look just so excited. You're just are happy. I, every time I see you, you're smiling. You're, you know, you're having the best day. It's like she's not in real estate. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a a great question. I I love what I'm doing. I have to say, I think real estate is the best profession. You know, I came out of corporate America. Um, I was in contracts negotiation, healthcare, and assisted living facilities, and physical therapy, mm-hmm. and medical medical the medical field was a challenging one. And my husband and I did a flip, and I was sold. I'm like, oh my gosh, we got to do this. And so left corporate America. And I, I even got my MBA thinking, okay, I'm going to keep climbing this ladder, just keep doing all of that. When I left, you know, the first three years were really hard in real estate for me. And, but looking back, I, I've just been happy because I'm so blessed every day to wake up and do this, honestly. Wow. That's very cool. Um, I think one thing we passed over that uh, we should bring up is your work with uh, seniors. Okay. So how did you get into that? Yeah. So it's interesting when I look at my database. So I'm I'm a senior. I'm there. So 
these are my people. These are... You Why know, do all a, these people look younger than me? I know. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Did you see me look at you? I was like... I know. I, I know that look, Sean. I, I know like, that look. Yeah, I yeah, know. Baby boomers. Have you and, seen Brian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just, I just love them. I love mm. these people. And... You know, when I've got my 70-year and 80-year-old clients and they're having such huge changes in their lives and, you know, we've got reverse mortgages and we've got moving into assisted living and all of the challenges that they're facing, many of them haven't sold a home in 30 or 40 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they need us. And you know the other beautiful thing? They appreciate us. Mm. They are so great to work with. Yeah. I'm going to refer mine to you. (laughs) Please do. I'll take them. (laughs) When do you want to sell? I'm in the next seven years. Okay. Well... (laughs) So did you get any special designations or how did you get into that business? Yes. So NAR, uh, National Association of Realtors, does have a program for the Senior Real Estate Specialist designation. It's a two-day course, um, covers a lot of ground, and it's, it's really just relationships again. And so uh, with that, you have to know things like specialty things like, like what? Basically, it's how to help navigate not only the needs of the seniors, but also the needs of their family, because mm. family dynamics play a big role in decision-making for, these, for this population. It's also understanding basic financing with regard to reverse mortgages and or, you know, an 80-year-old should not get a financing, you know, those kind mm-hmm. of things. Um, it's understanding what the resources are for the next stage in their life, from the, the assisted livings, nursing homes, those kinds of things. And so it's just helping them navigate with the resources that are out there because it's, it's a very, the government, if you're looking for Medicaid or any of those kinds of assistance programs can be very challenging for them to navigate. I, I'm not kidding. I actually have a referral for you. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> as you say this, I, I literally talked to somebody about two weeks ago and he says he's looking, he's doing his research, but he was asking me questions and I, I couldn't, I didn't even understand what he was asking me about the different types of homes to move into. Yeah. There's a lot of choices. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Well, and he knew that and I didn't. So right. um, I'll, I'll give that to you. Wonderful. Sean. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. We have a couple minutes left. So what else do you want everybody to know about your business that we haven't covered here today? Is there anything else that makes your business special? Well, one thing I, I would like to share, and I've shared this you know, when, I, when I teach, is I took a long time to ramp up And part of that was because I was a secret agent. I wasn't telling people that I was in real estate. I don't know what it was about that. I don't know if I felt like I was bragging about being, or I don't know what that was actually, but it was just my personality. And so I probably spent the first five years, my husband sent me more referrals than I got for myself, I think, because he was telling everybody. So I would encourage all of you out there, make sure that you're letting everyone you know that you are in real estate, and then go and do things that you love to do to meet people and because you will find like-minded folks doing the things you love to do they're going to already like you they're going to learn to trust you and you're going to start building your business based on working with the people that you already like as well and you know you don't need to just cold call go be active with people it is a context board you know? Yeah, that's it. I mean, getting a database of 550 people, obviously you didn't sell all of them houses, right? Right. And so a lot of these people are just people that you're friends with and people that you've met mm-hmm. in clubs and organizations and such. Like and there's lots of different ways to do that. There are. And, and one of my passions is, is dog rescue. And I, I'm volunteering with three different dog rescues and I probably in the last three years have probably had five referrals from them. Wow. Yeah, I have a dog res- that we rescued. 
He's oh, nice. crazy. Yeah, oh. he's crazy. But we love him. <laughs> well, God bless you for yeah. rescuing. That's awesome. <laughs> so one of the things uh, to, to help you with that, um, for those that are you listening and you're stuck on your social media and you can relate to the situation um, that Rhonda's talking about, about you don't want to put yourself out there because you don't want to look braggy. But yet we know we need to promote ourselves as a real estate agent because the more people that think of us when they think of real estate, the more business we're going to do, right? So we have to tie those two things together. The secret to what Rhonda's doing that she's not aware of, apparently, is she's tying her social media and her messaging to causes, right? So you talked about the dog rescue. You talked about seniors. So your message isn't, look at me. I'm a successful real estate agent. Look at me. Look at me. It's look at senior housing. Here's the opportunities with senior housing. Look at this person that I helped with this. Look at this dog rescue. And I've never looked at your social media, but I'm guessing that's probably the the theme is less about you directly and more about the causes that you're involved in. Is that You're absolutely right. Yeah. That's the secret. I'm actually looking at it right now on I'm on Facebook actually. And um even though Sean tells me nobody's on Facebook anymore. But <laughs> You do a lot of really, th- I mean, everything that you're doing is either real estate related or inspirational. You have reviews, client reviews on there. Um, you know, I love the look of your marketing. There's a dog um, that's important to you. This is uh, seven tips for making the most of your outdoor spaces this spring. Um, there's a lot of different things. And you're doing a lot of posts. I mean, it looks like every day there's a social media post. Yes, and every, that's, other, every day, every couple of days, you take a couple of days off right, here and I think there. In the weekend, sometimes we do, but uh, trying to have a blend of, you know, uh, things. I, I don't want everyone to think it's just you know real estate twenty four seven. I love some of the inspirational quotes. I love the funny things. Uh, you know, some of the goofy posts. Those things are fun because I think that does show my personality a little without exposing me too much, mm-hmm. but lets them in a little bit into my world. It's really nice looking. I love the John oh, London quote. You. But anyway, okay. Um, well, that's all we have time for today. Rhonda, I really appreciate the opportunity to have this conversation with you. We love your business. We we love your, your personality and your attitude and everything. You just bring so much to the office. And so thanks for stopping by and having this conversation with us. So where can people can get a hold of you if they have any questions like uh, social media, email? I mean, what do you want to give people? Uh, yes, I'm I'm available. Um, my phone, I'll give you that. You can text me at any time. That's a little risky. I'm just saying. I well, we'll see. I'd love I'd love to hear from some <laughs> folks. So three zero three eight eight three seven one three six. If you'd like to reach out to me. Awesome. Okay. Thanks for being on our podcast today, and we'll talk to you all soon. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm.